All right, I am so excited for this week's episode of the Anxious Creative Podcast. I have a special guest just for you. You're going to love it. We are talking about the ebbs and flows of life as an anxious creative in business. What do you do when you're a creative and you find yourself with a broken foot and you can't get up and go to work? What do you do when COVID hits and you realize maybe you're not as in love with your job as you thought you were? And what do you do when you've been living for how people perceive your success rather than how you feel successful. Boom. I know I've been guilty of it, making sure that I look like the insta-perfect life or that my, you know, as long as people perceive me as successful, that's what matters. When really I was feeling the least successful. I feel like almost everyone can relate to that for a time or two where everything externally looked great, but internally they just weren't feeling it. So this episode is just for you. You are going to love it. We're going to be talking with my mentee, Shailene Hauk. She has seriously kicked ass and taken names this year, gone from on the couch with a broken foot to reshifting and rebuilding her business in a massive way. You are going to love it. So like as always, buckle up and get ready for an amazing episode of The Anxious Creative. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. All right, you guys, I am here with Shailene. I never asked even how to say your last name. How embarrassing. I want to say Hauk. Yeah, Hauk. Perfect. You nailed it. I feel like in my head I say Hawk, but then I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Hauk. Okay, Shailene Hauk, you are a fellow Canadian. Yeah. Hairstylist, salon owner. I feel like you like just have like a list of the things that you do and are. So I'll let you share a little bit about who you are, what you do, how long you've been in the, in the industry and, and yeah, we'll just go from there. Uh, great. So I'm Shailene, like Dawn said, um, it's so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I am kind of in a transition right now, but I have been in the industry for 20 years. I started as like a little shampoo girl when I was 12, um, washing hair, sweeping floors in a small prairie town, kind of like Dawn as well, which is great um, that I had the opportunity to do that. And then I got into my apprenticeship early aesthetics program. So I've kind of dibbled and dabbled into like- You started in aesthetics? I started in aesthetics, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I actually am really the jack of all trades. So you name it, I've probably taken a course or done some sort of education on it in the past. Um, I've moved out to BC and it's fantastic. I'm in Kelowna and I am currently a small salon owner. Um, I'm making some transitions right now, but I'm a, I have done some brand educating in the past and now I'm going into some mentorship and coaching programs uh, for stylists and business owners trying to guide them in the direction um, that I had a, no navigation with at the beginning. So yeah. Yeah. And you're also a wine connoisseur. I'm a wine connoisseur. <laughs> I feel like you've got the bedhead or breakfast bedhead or what is it called business breakfast and bedhead yeah there we go I feel like I need to have like a wine one based on like cocktails and happy hour and you're a wine connoisseur yes wine is kind of my jam it's like I'm actually drinking water today so you will be proud of me (laughs) I was kind of hoping you'd come on with a glass of wine it's two o'clock two thirty so it's a little bit early (laughs) (laughs) if it was an hour later it would probably be a thing 
So a little bit insight for those of you guys that are listening or watching the podcast right now. Um, Shailene has been, we've been working together for probably over, you said just a year this weekend is when you started working with me. Yeah. Well, I think it was like maybe two weeks after this, but it's been a year since I broke my foot. Oh, Um, right. Yeah. yeah. So, So, and pretty much, I would say it wasn't for the first six months. I had no idea you really loved wine, but it was once we got into this group setting (laughs) every single time on zoom. And then especially during COVID Shailene would be like, cheers with like your wine glass. And then then at one point you're like, I think you guys have the wrong idea of me. Um, I've never felt like you've abused it. Well, thank you. Maybe that one Instagram, you started that whole um, Instagram couple. Yeah. Couple. Oh. So if you want to see the fun side of Shaylee, not that you're not fun otherwise, but if you want to see the wine, wine, the wine, wine Wednesdays, there, that could be your Instagram thing. Just like, like my it. business breakfast and bedhead, Shailene, wine Wednesdays. whiny Wednesdays. Yeah, that's a, I like it. I like it. It's a good idea. Yeah. Um, okay. So you like wine. You live in Kelowna. Makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I don't know much about Kelowna, but I feel like there's a lot of vineyards there. Yeah. You can literally see, like I can bike to a vineyard from my house, which is probably like why it's so such an accessible thing. Or mm-hmm. like I see them from the windows. It's I'm on a wine trail basically where I live. So. Wow. I'm it makes it visit. really, really easy and really dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised like, you're not in that industry. Yeah. I don't know. I love what I do. I really love the beauty industry. So. Yeah. Okay. So you started out with aesthetics. Did you work, did you go to work as an esthetician right away or when did the hair become a thing? So I always kind of knew I wanted to do hair, but, um, aesthetics back in the day when dinosaurs walked the earth, you <laughs> used to be able to take a course at a time versus taking the full program. So I yeah. started by taking, can they not do time. that anymore? I don't know for sure, but this was like, huh. Oh, quite some time yeah. ago when you used to be able to do that. So I used to be That's able how I got my nail tech. Yeah. Right. So I took my waxing, my pedicure, and then just kind of built up in my experience of working with clients. Um, I started doing that when I was 16. And then I started my apprenticeship for hair when I was 16. And the town that I was from, you did it all. It wasn't like you were just a hairdresser or you were just an esthetician. You every, almost every single stylist in that town did more than one type of service. So that way they could accommodate, like they could be like trimming someone's hair and be like, honey, you need your lip waxed. Let's go. Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. Yeah. It was basically like that or like they'd be processing and you'd be doing their pedicure at the same time. Right. Yeah. So just kind of a different kind of idea, but it was really great to have all that knowledge because as a salon owner, it was so much information that I had and I understood different areas of the industry because I've worked them and I've done them and I've got them. So. That's so cool. So fast forward to, so you're living in like rural Alberta, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what made you decide to move to British Columbia? Um, to be super honest, the first time I moved, my dad had a friend and I was looking for a job and I was, had graduated from hair school and I, she and my dad, so she was a hairstylist and Mm -hmm. they went to school together and he was like, she's looking for a hairdresser. Why don't you go move out to called Sook or he called it Sook but it's Souk, BC, and so okay. Vancouver Island. And so I had like a little yellow Volkswagen Beetle. And I was like, sure, why not? 18 years old, let's go. And I, it was like the Ikea commercial where it's like, start the car. Like yeah. the roof was packed up and drove out to BC, didn't even know the name of the town I was moving to and packed up and just was ready for a new adventure. So how old were yeah. you then? 18. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so like- 19, 19. Okay. Yeah. 
I was like, I finished hair school. So just 19. Yeah. And so did you stay there? Did you go back to Alberta or how did you find Kelowna? Um, I did go back to Alberta for a little bit. Um, my little brother, um, he has Down syndrome and he has had some health conditions. So I packed up and moved back to Alberta about 10 years ago when he was really sick um, the, first, the first time. And I was wanted to be home and closer to the family. And then as he got better and when he left the hospital, it was time for me to go back to where I was happy. So I moved back. Um, I, I decided to quit the hair industry altogether. I thought I hated it, never wanted to go back, moved to Vancouver mm. and realized that I didn't actually hate the industry or my, what I was doing. I just wasn't happy with the place that I was in. So ended up like that's as relatable as, as it can be, right? Like how many people have actually left the industry because they were just in a toxic environment or didn't realize that it could be better. Yeah. And that was a hundred percent where it was at. It was just not a healthy place and it was time for some changes. And, um, when I, Vancouver was ultimately a stepping stone for me, I was only there for about three months. And then I had the opportunity, um, to come to Kelowna and everything fell into place. Like the job, the house, the everything within days. Mm-hmm. Like I had moved to Kelowna in 10 days from Vancouver. I was like, yeah, I'm going to Kelowna instead. So you'll wow. see. Yeah. I'm kind of, my my old insta handle was hair gypsy because i am a little bit like the traveling gypsy i go where the wind blows me so i was just gonna say you're a total gypsy i love that yeah so it's great um and Kelowna's totally been amazing for me i've had a, a bunch of incredible opportunity here and i've been here for eight years now so wow yeah so there you have you started a salon in Kelowna. walk me how long have you how long ago was that Five and a half years ago. So I was in, I came on to a salon and spa here where I was doing a lot of wedding hair, makeup, aesthetics again. And it was really difficult because Cologne is such a tourist industry to build a steady clientele throughout the winter. So it was great in the summer. It was smoking busy, but the fall hit and it was like, how do you build something that, how do you build consistency if there are people that are only here for a week at a time? Right. You have, so I opted into another salon, which was really fantastic. I did um, look at purchasing it for a bit. However, it wasn't the right fit. There's lots of reasons I won't get into that one, Mm -hmm. but um, my, I knew I had, again, had to change. I was like, I either need to leave the industry again, or I need to find something else. And at that point I had learned that I was ready to work for myself. I didn't want to be told that um, how to do things or why to do things because I had the mental, not the mental capacity, but I had the understanding and the knowledge Mm -hmm. to run and to do and to manage. So I needed to be allowed the freedom to do that because I knew I could flourish once I had that freedom and ability. So, um, my business partner and I found this location and we kind of hummed and hawed and we both worked at the other space together and, we hadn't even signed the papers and they had found out and I didn't lie about it. She asked me, she's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, we're looking at opening another space and they fired me. (laughs) They packed my stuff up. Well, they, I was renting a chair then. Um, but they packed my stuff up and locked me out and wouldn't let me in. And so it was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Wow. So we then opened the shop up. We did all a lot of the construction ourselves and it was a really, difficult, challenging, but such a rewarding experience. And we've been uh, open for about five and a half years now. Wow. And is it everything you dreamed it would be? No. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, I say that because I feel like 
and I've shared this with you before is like when I got into the industry, my dream was like, I wanted to be a business owner because there was so much freedom in it. Like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Cause any business owner knows like, yes, there's flexibility. It doesn't necessarily mean freedom. You have a lot more responsibilities, but I remember thinking like you get a job as a commission stylist, you become a renter, you go out on your own and then you become a boss with stylists. And that is like what success quote unquote looks like. Um, and I'm interested to hear you share a little bit about, about your story now, like up to present day, because it doesn't always turn out to be everything you hoped and dreamed it will be. Yeah. I think that that was kind of like it was for me. It was the natural progression to become a salon owner. I always knew that business was going to be my thing, like running a business and managing and doing that kind of stuff. I was never going to be the person that worked for someone else for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And it felt like it was like, and I did, I wore it as a badge of honor being like a shop owner for quite some time. And it's been a really interesting past year for me. Um, like I had mentioned earlier, I broke my foot in <laughs> June, like this, like this time last in Vegas. year in Vegas at a hair show with some <laughs> wine consumption for sure <laughs> involved with that. We'll ask um, you that in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely, um, with that injury, I found out that I wasn't able to work and I had to go for surgery and I was going to be off work for eight to 12 to 16 weeks. The surgeon was like, this is a really, this is, every time he said this to me, I felt like being like, yeah, I get it. He's like, this injury is particularly troublesome. And I'm like, thank you for reminding me. I really <laughs> fucked my foot up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, over the past year, um, and I'll kind of explain this too, but I broke my foot. Mm -hmm. I wound up with like a ginormous tax bill, like we have talked about as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, we had, the salon was fantastic. It was myself, my business partner. And we had at one point, two full-time hairdressers, three part-time hairdressers, two estheticians and a support staff. So we had like eight or nine of us bustling around in there and it was a good little space. It's well-known within the community. It's a great shop. Um, it, we're, it, it, it's, it's reputable. It's fantastic. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm the partner of this really great little shop and it's great. And nobody realizes that I work 50 to 60 to 70 hours a week mm -hmm. and that I don't get a break and I'm on my phone on vacation and I'm up at six in the morning calling reps and distributors and I'm trying to make sure payroll's done. And now I got a tax bill I got to pay. And it, um, it all came crashing down when I broke my foot and I didn't have the ability to like hide behind that badge of honor of salon owner and being so busy. Like it was like, it was like an honor to be like so busy and so tired. And it, yeah. it was it's your um, identity. It was my identity a hundred percent. And so having that taken away from me, I, I started to, um, this is when I started working, um, on, on my business versus in my business mm -hmm. and really trying to get down to like, why am I getting slammed with a big tax bill? Why am I not prepared for that? Why, where are my expenses? What's happening? And, um, yeah, so that kind of really forced me to look at my business instead of working on it. And, um, I worked, uh, with Don and through rock your business to be able to like really establish some healthy boundaries and mm -hmm. really revamp things. And, uh, that kind of was my first eye opener as to like, it's time to change because yeah. nobody got the best of me. 
like my, I, and I say this, I was at a point when I broke my foot where my friends didn't get the best of me. My spouse didn't get the best of me. My family didn't get the best of me. My staff didn't get the best of me. Like, who am I missing there? Friends, family, everybody, my clients. Yeah, you my didn't clients. get the best of you. Yeah. yeah, you didn't, I didn't get the best of me. My clients didn't get the best of me because I was burning the candle on both ends in the middle, up and down and around. Like, and <laughs> yeah. it, it just may as well. It was the in candle. the incinerator. Yeah, yeah, it was in the incinerator for sure. And having that time off, it was like, my spouse said to me, he's like, I haven't seen you this like happy in a long time. And I think mm. that was a really big eye opener for me and a big point to like pivot and say, am I doing this because I love this? Or am I doing this because I think I should? Yeah. Like, is this what I remember for a long time? Because I, because I had like a whole um, thing in my head that it, um, like, I'm just a hairstylist. Oh. And I remember my parents having a lot of concerns about me going into this industry, even my hairstylist growing up. If you guys have listened to past podcast episodes, like I talk about, I was told by my hairstylist in high school, like, don't go into this industry if you want to support yourself. So I didn't have any positive encouragement about making it in this industry. And so there was like this, like, I'm going to prove to them what that, what I can do. And there was, I remember at one point, like, uh, the first time that I let go my first employee and being like, oh, I'm a total failure. Like I can't even have one employee success is being a boss to a whole salon of people. And it's like, no, like I can redefine what success is. I can redefine and, and fulfillment is success for me. If I'm feeling fulfilled and helping people, then I know I'm not going to keep myself in a situation that just looks successful for other people. Yeah. And that, that resonates with me a ton. Like I remember when I opened the salon, my dad actually said, Oh, there's this girl that opened her, she opened the salon and within three years she was tits up or a classic, right? <laughs> didn't make any money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, didn't make any money and her dad had to bail her out and blah, 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 blah. And I remember him saying that. And my guidance counselor at one point said, are you going to be just, you're just good. Like, that's it. You're just going to be a hairdresser. Yeah. Like it's like, there's, there's this stigma about our industry as being um, like, it used to be a thing where you didn't have to like graduate school and you didn't have to be educated and you didn't have to do it, but there's so much more to our industry now than just like cutting hair in the kitchen. It's, it's a career, it's a lifestyle. It's a something that you can be really lucrative with and you can go really far with. I think that we've like this whole experience that we're going through with COVID and losing our, um, ability to go to work has really taught us to pivot and become professionals again, because mm -hmm. people have this understanding that we're actually needed, even though we may not have been deemed essential services. It's like, holy cow, we're, everybody was dying to get their hair done. Right. So yeah. I think that, I think that pivot and change is really exciting, but um, yeah, I think I agree with that statement is like, you know, it would just a hairdresser. I hate that. Oh, you're just a hairdresser. Yeah. And when I went out on my own, I was like, I'm telling, you better fucking believe that I'm telling everyone I'm a business owner now yeah. because the, the shift in respect is really, it's hard. And then what I see, cause I always say like people only treat us, they, they, we teach people how to treat us. So they will only respect us as much as we ask for respect, but it's been really hard because we've been taught that we're not in a respectable profession. A hundred percent. Yeah. Which I don't think is fair and valid because we, have a really special job that we do. We mm -hmm. not only like 
create beautiful hair. We are like psychologists and bartenders and friends and therapists. And, you know, there's so much more to a haircut than just a technical haircut. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that we forget that we have all these other skills because it's not like a listed item where it's like, yeah, you know how to cut hair. Right. And then comes in, I'm kind of segueing, and then comes in like we forget about taking care of our business and ourselves because we're so busy taking care of other people. And I'm curious, like, so when we, so a year ago, I remember you reaching out to me and being like, Dawn, I really want to work with you one-on-one. And you were just, you had a broken foot and you had this big tax bill and you were, you were ready and open to like, let's look at this from, from different eyes. And I'm just curious, I haven't prepped with this, so I don't know what your answer will be, but like, what were your biggest takeaways in your first aha moments that you had after we started working together one-on-one? I think like healthy boundaries was a big thing that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And I remember discussing with my spouse about like going through this and he's like, you're not working. Why are you paying for coaching? He's like, you have a successful salon. Like, what more do you need? And I said to him, I'm like, I do, but I don't. Like, there's, it's not quite right. I need to make these changes. Oh, I'm sorry if that dinged. I need to make these changes because you're hearing my phone ding and you're not enjoying who I am. And he finally, he looked at me and said that was okay. And I remember the first call I had and I had like homework to do and it was like, a big job. Like I was restructuring my prices. I was building a new website. I was learning how to price myself properly. Mm -hmm. And I just really remember thinking like, I can have a life again and be happy and still be in this industry. Right. Like, I think that that was something that I had given up hope on as well again. And we got you making money while you were at home. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite like testimonials is a view where you're like, I was at home on the couch with a broken foot and what within two weeks it was $2,000 you made. Yeah. Yeah. Which helps and, out a ton when you're at home. Did you have insurance? Mm-hmm. That's oh, the one did. thing I did. Oh, good. Have, thank good. God. But. Cause how many, I don't think I ever had insurance when I was behind the chair full time. I, if I can give anybody one recommendation, if you're going to rent a chair, get insurance. Yeah. Get insurance. Or just don't do anything that involves walking or <laughs> like wear a bubble suit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Do I not was drink very... wine in Vegas with Shailene. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a good time, but that's, <laughs> I can promise you that much, but um, yeah. I'm sure. So Shailene is in a group coaching program that I have, and I'm pretty sure we're all ready for the day that we all hang out in real life and drink wine with you. Like we're just it's like gonna be so a good time. stoked. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun, but um yeah, it, the co- the coaching, the program, everything was really like, I knew at that point, I'm like, when else am I going to have two months off of work that I can mm-hmm. sit down and make the changes that I need to make? And like, this is going to be the perfect opportunity to come back on my terms. And I think the biggest thing was, is like the encouragement and the support that I got from the mentorship and coaching and the program is like, I wouldn't have had that accountability had I just agreed to do it myself to be super like honest and transparent. I had tried to raise my prices with your template three separate times before I started working with you, but I didn't have the ability to like follow through or the knowledge to follow through or how to do that. And I think that I've just like grown and learned so much in the last little bit that now I can do those things confidently. Right. 
Yeah. And there's something to be said of like having like, even with rock your business, when people join the program, it's not just the videos, they, they get the videos forever. And which is great. Cause I know you've gone back in and like reference stuff after the fact, but they get those coaching calls, the group coaching calls, which help because yeah, you can get, I always think like if someone can give me all the answers I want, but I sometimes just need someone cheering me on in my corner. A hundred percent. That accountability, which is really cool. It's what, and what the community gives, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And you can probably attest to that too, that like the, the group holds you accountable for the changes that you're making, but Mm -hmm. you also can say like, you, you would say like, did you follow through Shailene? How did it last week go? Right. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So last year, I can't believe it's been a year since you broke your foot. We, you know, you've been in some of my programs Then we started working one-on-one together. Um, We did five weeks, right? Is that what it was to start five weeks intensive? Yeah. And then we carried on for a couple months, I think after not as quite to the capacity that we were at the beginning, but yeah. Yeah. And then now you're in, um, like a high level mastermind group and you're just like kicking ass and taking names. I love it. So you've completely shifted what your business looks like because you want to be more fulfilled. You want to have more freedom. I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. Cause I know there's Um, a bit of family component and lifestyle component that are factoring into that, like where you want to move to and things like that. Yeah. So I have, I started, I think talking about it back in the fall about looking into getting into more like education, coaching and mentoring. And I have educated for a brand in the past and it was really great, but it was still like, there's all there, it was like a, great a governing ex- hand probably over. You yeah. Thank you, can, you. Can't do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like my passion is teaching the business behind the business and like getting people to understand those things as creatives that we don't really grasp most of the time. And I'm very mm-hmm. fortunate and blessed to be like a little bit of a spreadsheet nerd and that kind of stuff. And so I think having that component for me and I've had assistants and apprentices in the past where it's just like seeing people grow and evolve really drives me, really fuels me. Mm -hmm. And when I broke my foot, I realized like my, my source of income is from behind the chair. So I knew at that point I had to start looking at how to pivot as to how to find like multiple streams of revenue, because at the end of the day, my body's not going to last until I'm 65 behind the chair. It's just not going to be, it's not a reality. So what does that look like in the future down the road for me? And I think I always had thought like I'd eventually step back behind a chair and run a salon, but I knew that wasn't where like my heart was in alignment with, um, my family's still back in Alberta and my brother did end up getting sick again this year. And he, um, I knew that I wanted to be able to go and see him if I needed to and not be again, tied down to a chair. Right. So, um, all of these things were kind of happening. My spouse and I have been t- talking about moving and some changes. And this, this whole year has been like about making the moves to make those changes. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And oh, COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, do you think you would have done some of the things you've done without it? No, not at all. Like, I think COVID was what I needed to propel me in the direction that I needed to go. Mm-hmm. And I remember like sitting down and at the beginning of COVID, like, do I buy my partner out? Do I take it over? I remember I actually like reached out and I was like, I'm having this meltdown. I don't know what mm-hmm. to do. 
Um, my brother had been in the hospital since December this year and I was flying back and forth to Alberta a ton and I'm like, can I run the salon, cut back my hours behind the chair, make some profit from the salon, go back to Alberta, back to BC. Like, how does this work? What does this mm-hmm. do? And I started getting into this like old crazy panic that I used to live in. Like I used to thrive in the chaos and I feel like the beginning of COVID was totally chaos for me. It was like shutting down the salon, laying the staff off, dealing with the social media, dealing with the management, wrapping things up, paying the bills and trying to figure out my life on top of like, how do I go back and see my brother who's in intensive care? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I, um, halfway through COVID, my, my little brother ended up getting a heart transplant and it did not go as planned. It's been quite a challenging experience. And I just sat down and said like, I don't want to be tied down to a physical brick and mortar space anymore. I do still love doing hair. I do. I am really passionate about it, but how do I pivot and transition into something that also fills me up and genuinely makes me happy in an industry that I'm so like versed in and knowledgeable in so many different areas. And yeah, I had COVID not had come. I probably would have just like kept behind the chair, talked about doing the mentorship, talk about getting into that and never actually gone through with it. Mm -hmm. So we, we had, we made the tough decision, my business partner and I to not bring any staff back on. Um, It's hard. Yeah, it was, it was a really challenging decision. Um, Especially considering like two months, three months before I was looking at doing a bio proposal. Right. Right. It's funny how quickly we can change, not change our minds, but just like, okay, what do I actually want versus what do I think I want? Yeah. And, and the break from being behind the chair gave me the opportunity to really evaluate that. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of at the point where we can, we can make that choice. We're coming to the end of our lease. We have the opportunity to like make these changes. And I know um, we had a, Don and I had an interesting conversation in the group mentorship as well about like how what looks right on the outside like keeping the salon and owning the salon isn't necessarily like the right decision or the right business decision mm-hmm. I knew I emotionally didn't have the capacity to keep going and keep like come back from COVID and try and manage a staff and a team and rebound from that yeah. but what I I did know is that it was time to make those changes. Like I had been allowed the opportunity to do that. So it, you have to trust that process sometimes. And the thing that I love about that is because I think I know I've been sucked into it in the past before is like make like wanting to live the life of other people viewing me as successful, as opposed to living a life that feels successful to me. And it's that like dichotomy and that trap of like, it's like the Insta perfect. It's like, it's not real. And that's why I go on live Instagram every morning without, with my bed head and have breakfast um, and talk about business because like the Insta perfect's not real. And yet we still, I think it's like human, it must be human nature where we all just want to make sure that people view us in the right, we will sacrifice our own feelings of success to look successful to other people. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I think I was really caught in that trap for a long time. And like the, the setbacks and the challenges, I shouldn't say setbacks. I feel like 
um, I can't remember who was saying like, you know, in order for an arrow to propel forward, it needs to be pulled backwards and pulled mm, right and, tension. and yeah. have the tension in order to propel it forward. And I, I feel like a good like, analogy. Oh, good. <laughs> I heard a good dad joke the other day and I just devote died laughing. And it's like, I got to tell her that when I remember analogies and dad jokes. Yeah. That's yeah. me in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, you have to have that tension. You have to have that restriction and constraint and you have to be pulled backwards in order to be, to propel forward. And I feel like I've had like these propelling moments of like backwards, like I've broke my foot. I've had a family member in ICU. I've now had my business Mm -hmm. shut down from COVID and I have had these moments that would typically like break people. Um, and I'm not allowing that to happen. And I'm really aware and observant of where I want to go and like, letting it propel me in the direction I want to go and giving me the opportunity to do that now. I love that. I did um, a workshop about setbacks and I was like, a setback is the best comeback. Oh, a hundred percent. But I like the arrow one. I'm going to, I'm going to borrow that. That's good. I think I have a couple of yours. I might have to borrow too. (laughs) Yeah. I always, I have like a whole list of every time I say a new analogy, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to write that down on my list of analogies, but analogies work so good for us visual learners. I think that's the thing. And creatives, right? Like we're not the type of people that you can be like, Oh, your profit was down 3.2% and you to technically raise your like, show me a graph. Yeah. (laughs) What? I, oh, it's purple and blue. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, those aren't complimentary. Oh, wait, they are complimentary colors. Right? <laughs> Let's bring out the color wheel here. That's like I had a meeting with my accountant and we were chatting about this before we started recording and he was just confusing me so much. And I was like, can you just please show me this in a visual? Like this is going to help me see it so much better if you just, instead of talking to me, I am an, I am a visual I'm an audible processor. I always say like when I'm talking to, when I was hiring a creative person to do some work for me and I was like, just don't listen to me for the first 10 minutes. And then by that time I'll have like sorted out what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Like I'm auditory, visual, and um, what's the word? Kinesthetic. I need to like Mm. touch and feel. Yeah. I feel like that's what we are as creatives. As stylists, we are the people that aren't like driven by numbers and logistics and graphs and that kind of stuff. We're driven by what's beautiful, what's easy to understand, what's like, what do we see to our eye to comprehend, right? So totally, totally. So what would Shailene today say to Shailene one year ago? Oh, you'll get through this girl. (laughs) You will get through this. Yeah. I remember my, like, I cry. You probably remember me crying on the the first call with you. Like, I just was like, I I had hit my, my end. I had hit my breaking point. I had hit my, like, something's got to give because it's not working anymore. So I, the growth I have done professionally, personally, emotionally, physically, well, maybe not physically. Well, yeah, physically. (laughs) Thank you, COVID. (laughs) Um, Mentally, like I have put in the work and it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel when you're just like so overwhelmed with what's really happening. So Mm -hmm. I think I didn't re I didn't think I could get through it. I didn't think I would do it. I thought I would be suffering and doing the same thing that I had done for the last however many years and nothing was going to change. Yeah. So I, I love that. That's so like you inspire me truly. I hope you know that. Like, Thank you. The, the work you've done, the action you've taken is, is amazing. 
Um, so I'm, I'm going to be launching, like opening up enrollment to rock your business on, I just announced it. Well, not, it won't be today when people are listening to this, but I just announced it that July 26th, I'm opening up enrollment again for rock your business, which is really exciting. I'm curious what you would say to someone who might've might be in a place that old Shailene used to be in. Like, you know, I have a huge tax bill or, you know, COVID put me in debt. Um, or I'm feeling frustrated behind the chair. So is it even worth investing in these things when I want to pivot? What would you say to someone who's, you know, rocker business sounds good, but they are not really sure if one, they, they should spend the money on it. And two, if it's even going to be productive for them. I think the thing is, is it's only going to be productive if they want to make the change. Like mm-hmm. you have to do that soul searching deep down inside to know that you're ready and willing to do it. But I think that anybody has the capacity to change and the ability to change and make big moves and, and get out of debt, like, and get, and get control over your business again and stop contacting your clients via text. And, you know, all of these things we have the capacity to do. You just have to like believe and know that you want to do those changes and make them. And I think that like, if it was Shailene a year ago, Um, I really am like one of those, and I know you you don't, I I think that everything happens for a reason. And Mm -hmm. I think that we are given the opportunities and the challenges and the times, and they come and present themselves when we need them, Mm -hmm. whether or not they're good or bad things. And I think that like, if you can learn to grow from these challenges and setbacks and choose to like, take this moment and propel forward, like if you want to do it, you will find a way. Like you, if you want to pay for rock your business and you're broke as a joke and you've got no money in your bank account, there's ways to do it. I did it. I had a $20,000 tax bill. My credit cards were screaming. I had a broken foot and no way to work. And I figured it out, but I wanted to, I wanted to make that change. And I genuinely deep down inside, like had it in me because I wasn't going to be that person anymore. Yeah. And so do you regret doing it? Not at all. Not at all. It's like 100%. Um, A, I made the money back that I paid mm-hmm. for the program quickly. And, yep. um, but I, I took action, right? Yeah. Like you have to be willing to take the action. You got to put a little skin in the game to like, to have to, ha- to be, to follow through with your reward. Right. Absolutely. Like, um, and yeah, I don't regret it. I, I totally encourage it. And I will, praise the program forever. And like I said, it's shifted me into a point where I'm doing that mentorship now. Like I want to kind of guide people and help people because I think it changed me so much. Right. It's like the person that goes on a diet and loses a ton of weight and becomes a fitness instructor. And they're like the best person because they've understand they've been through the struggles. They've been through the challenges. Mm -hmm. They've been through the setbacks. They get it. And they're going to make the best damn fitness instructor because they have worked their butt off yeah. And had those setbacks and shot forward to make those changes. So and that's what I always say when you're looking for, cause, and I was doing another podcast interview with someone who is, who is saying like, I've always found a mentor for every different stage that I've been at in life. Cause there's not always just like a one person for always. And you, and what I always say is like, make sure. And I think I was sharing this with your students actually, cause I came in, I came and did a guest spot for your students. Mm-hmm. I was saying like, you want to find someone who's walked in your shoes. Mm-hmm. always someone who's, who's not just talking the talk, but walk, has walked the walked too, which is so, yeah. Like that's where we get inspiration from. Like, look, that person did it. Wow. So can I. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's like, could you imagine taking relationship advice from a marriage counselor who's never been married? Right. Right. Like, 
you're like, okay, thanks. Yeah, that's great. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to go. You got to go through the journey. But yeah, I don't regret it. I would never take it back. I'm so grateful for it. It has 100% changed my life. It's changed my business. It's changed my relationship with everyone. It's I was going to ask about new friendships because I know you've developed some really cool new friendships through it all, through the community. Yeah, I'm connecting with some really great people. Um, Jody and I have really kind of like hit it off well. And I feel like Livia, like I have like the group of people that I've been introduced through the community is fantastic. And I know that I have that there, which is wonderful. But they just like, because everybody's in the state and the like-minded state, it's so great. Like, because there's always that one person at the shop that's like, oh, I'm not raising my prices. I can't believe that. Or <laughs> It's really catty in the real world, I feel. But on the online world, maybe it's because we're not each other's competition. They're, or maybe it's just the people that are attracted to this community. Is It's not catty. 100%. It's the people that are attracted to it. Because we want to grow. We want to be successful. We want to see the changes. And we're willing to do the work for it. Yeah. We're not the people that are sitting in a smoke pit at the shop waiting for the bus full of clients to drive through. Right? Like, <laughs> And I was that girl. I was 100% that girl. My boss, I remember one of my first bosses was like, you're down here smoking and bitching about the shop. And what are you doing to make changes? And like, there's no bus full of clients that's going to come through. But it's true. Like, yeah. there are the people We've that will... Yeah, that have been, and like, thank God I don't smoke anymore, <laughs> but yeah, um, we've all been in that position. And I think like this attracts like-minded people that are willing to do the work and make the changes and we yeah. inspire each other from our results, right? Yeah, that's what I love about the Rock Your Business family. And I, and I call it a family for that reason is because, and I, and I made a joke in another podcast episode about like, well, if you're from a dysfunctional family, maybe I shouldn't call it, but every family has this dysfunction, but the the way like I see in the community someone being like this is what I'm going through and then like the 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 outpour of um, advice and encouragement and support that everyone does and comes around each other with is just so amazing and it's a place where people can be real and be vulnerable and talk about the shit things that are happening and the embarrassing things that they don't feel like they can share anywhere else which is so cool but it's also a group of people that are like okay, it's okay to like feel shit and it's okay to be down right now, but we're going to pick you up and help get you momentum again. Yeah. It's, it's really great for that. And I think that network is so, so valuable, just the network alone. So mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Shailene, if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Shailene Healthcare. Um, How do you spell yeah. that? S-H-A-L-E-E-N-H-A-U-C-K. <laughs> Hair, H-A-I-R. <laughs> yes, you can find me on there. Um, and there's links to my web website and um, all the other information. And yeah. I love Reach it. Me. DM me. Yeah. DM her if you listen to this episode. Yeah. Let her know that you listened. You. Yeah. Or actually, you know what? Put it in your stories. Take a picture. Let's put there it in the stories. Just take a, if yeah. you're watching this on YouTube, take a screenshot of us right? or a screenshot if you're on your phone. I don't know. How do yeah. the kids do it these days? I don't know. <laughs> I was like on the YouTube and I was like, oh, oh yeah, I'm old <laughs> for sure. Old. Um, thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's such a pleasure. I am, like I said, I'm in awe of, of what you've accomplished in this last year. It's amazing. Um, and I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. And like I said, I would not be here today without the encouragement and support that I've gotten from you and the community. So I'm so glad to see that and see that 
you can't see it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so glad to be a part of it. So yeah, you're, yeah, you're, I don't, now we're just awkward and rambling. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> we're, we're like looking at each other and awkwardly smiling. Yeah. Like we're on this date where we're like, I love you. I, I don't, I, uh, <laughs> Yes. Uh, la, la, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think a I love you. I think. <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you for being on the podcast, you guys. Shailene is so much fun. Definitely go check out her Instagram. DM her. Send her a screenshot. Um, she'll love it, and she might even like cheers you with a glass of wine in the DMs. Yes, it'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Don. Thanks so much for having me here. You're welcome. Well, it wouldn't be an episode of The Anxious Creative if things didn't get a little bit awkward. And I have to say, the ending to that episode is pretty epic. Shailene is amazing, and I do love her. She is awesome. Um, she's probably one of the funnest people you will ever meet. Like I said, you got to get her when she's had a glass of wine. She is. She's fun without wine, but she's fun with wine, too. So definitely go check her out. And you guys were hearing me say July 26th. July 26th, Enrollment for Rock Your Business is opening up, and I am so excited to be sharing that with you. Get ready. If you're not on the wait list already, go get your buns on there. DonBradley.com slash R-Y-B. When you get on the wait list, there's no obligation, but you get first access and exclusive bonuses to get inside the program. This is an affordable way to get inside a program and have mentorship with me in group form. It's amazing. You've heard stories like Shaleen's You'll Heal Story from other people. You've heard from other people on the podcast before. If you haven't, if you're new to this podcast, go check out past episodes. Get ready and buckle up for future episodes because let me tell you, my students take action and they get results and it's freaking awesome. So once again, go get your buns on the wait list for Rock Your Business. That isn't going to be enrollment July 26th. But get on the wait list at dombradley.com slash RYB. All right, until next week, my anxious creatives, have an awesome week. Don't get too awkward, and I'll talk to you soon.